up, folks? Welcome to This Podcast is Queer, the podcast that will make your grandma cry. I'm what? Ethan Parker, I use he, him pronouns. I'm Adam Pye, and I also use he, him pronouns. Well, it's more of a welcome back to This Podcast is Queer, because we've been away for a while, haven't we, Ethan? Yeah, we've kind of been a bit busy doing stuff with our lives. Mostly I've been helping out my parents. Same as well, I've been helping out with my parents who are moving soon. Awesome. So... Before we get started, I wanted to give a little shout out to some trans podcasts. Um, what the Trans is one, great podcast. Uh, the Gender Rebels and Black Trans and Beautiful podcast. If you like our podcast and you want to support queer content, go check them out. They're great. Um, um, you can find us on social media, on Twitter. What's our Twitter? Podcast underscore is. And somebody fucked up by making the handle. Somebody being me. Oh, well. <laughs> and you can also find us on Facebook and YouTube and find this podcast. Find this podcast wherever you listen to great podcasts. Yeah, it's most places, so that's fine. Today we're going to be talking about coming out, but first of all, we have some queer news to tell you guys. So, um, UK has come out with a new manifesto. And you've probably seen about it. It's pretty anti-LGBT. They want to repeal hate speech guidelines saying that it gives special rights and privileges to certain groups with protected characteristics. How do you feel about that? Special rights and privileges is to, like, you know, stopping us from being abused in the streets. I don't think that's any sort of special right and privilege. I think cis-het people get that special right and privilege when they're born. And, yeah, and... Like, it's not like it stops it anyway. You still get hit and stuff, but at least we can... It, all it does is really give us a way to go, hey, this is wrong, please get involved. But it's pretty shitty. It protects us from being attacked just simply from for who we are and, you know, tells people, hey, it's not right to attack queer people and other minorities. Like, that's not special rights and privilege at all. Exactly. Last weekend was Eurovision, and for those who watched, it was in Israel, they were hosting, and Hitari, who were Iceland's contestants, were awesome, and they could be seen with trans flags and pride flags and holding up Palestine banners. I didn't see it, but I, uh, Ethan got real excited and sent me a message about it. And honestly, it's great to see that these people are like speaking out and doing this on such a public level. It's quite uh, empowering. I've also been watching a lot of videos of them for the past week in interviews. And honestly, they're just hilarious people and seem pretty cool. Did they say why they did it? Uh, it was um, it was about the Israeli occupation of Palestinian land. Did they say why they held up trans flags? They um, are big supporters of the LGBT community, and um, you've not heard them. Basically, their genre and how they describe themselves is bondage performance art. That's pretty Same cool. performance art. I, I should actually check them out. But yeah, it's great to see um, people doing this on such a public level and showing their support for queer communities in Palestine on such a public level. And, you know, it's going to get attention, obviously, because it's Eurovision. People are obsessed with Eurovision, apart from me, apparently, because I just didn't watch it this year. But it, it really draws attention to, like, these issues. Also, um, 
Netherlands who won their contestants was is bisexual. Biconic. Even though they shouldn't have won, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I'm happy that 20 by teen and a bisexual person won your vision. <laughs> Happy 20 by team, folks. Next, we want to talk about Arthur. So, if you haven't seen recently, Arthur uh, had an episode where... Uh, if you haven't seen recently, Arthur had an episode where the character Mr. Ratburn got married. Um, I haven't seen it, but it, it's fantastic seeing queer representation in the media. And also, for children, it's great seeing that people aren't shying away from, like, acknowledging that gay people exist to children anymore. Uh, this is something that wouldn't have like happened when we were kids, but it's so great that it's becoming more normalised. It was unfortunately banned on one um, network in America, in Alabama. Well, it's... yeah. Which is unfortunate that they didn't get to have their kids experience a great episode of Can't ever. let people know that gay people exist. Can't expose the children to, you know, gay people living their lives and getting married can't let them know that they're just people who do the same things as everybody else. It's just terrific. Yeah. The children. The children will be gay now. How will we explain this to the children, that there's such transphobes and homophobes in this world? <laughs> That's, like, sadder to explain than, hey, you know, these two cartoon characters represent, you know, two men loving each other it's... and getting married you know, as, like, people do every day, you know... I think it's sadder to explain to children that transphobes and homophobes are out there and some people are out there that just don't want other people living their lives and being happy than it is that, you know, two men could possibly love each other. Exactly. So, moving on to this topic coming out. So, why are we talking about this, Adam? You have one who came up with a suggestion. I think it's important to talk about coming out because it's something every queer person is probably going to have to deal with at some point in their lives and it always feels like it's something that's really momentous and really big for people and I think it's still going to feel like that for a long time. Maybe one day we'll live in a world where it's just, hey, this is who I am, okay, cool, it's not a big deal. But coming out is a big part of a lot of LGBT folks' lives. And not just that, it's a daily part of LGBT people's lives. Exactly. I think I had this moment of realisation when I first came out, like when I first came out before I realised who I was as quote-unquote a lesbian, and uh, I had this moment of realisation afterwards that I'm going to have to tell people this part of information about me for the rest of my life, and, it may, and it's always probably going to feel like it's a big deal it's like the standard is that everyone assumes that you're cis and you're, that you're heterosexual and you constantly every time you meet people and every time you want to talk to someone or make a new friend you have to tell them this thing about you which you don't have to tell them but for me personally it's such a big part of who i am if i don't it feels wrong yeah. but i understand why other people don't i don't think i'll ever want to be stealth in my life it's not something that i personally one and I don't want to and so it is going to be something that I will be like me being trans is something that I will be telling people for the rest of my life and there's always that little bit of fear in you that it's like oh what if they react this way even if you've known that person for years even if you're like 99% sure they're going to be 100% okay with it it's always going to be that little bit of fear that you have, like, what if they're not okay with it? What if this happens, you know? Yeah. 
Um, I know you, when you were a baby queer, really liked watching coming out videos. I did. Whereas I personally, I hated watching them. They were always so negative. They were always about negative experiences and it just scared me shitless watching them. I didn't... Yeah, I think it's something I used for a while as a reason as why I shouldn't come out because I wasn't ready. But I used to sit and watch when I was a teenager, like a young teenager, I'd search my age coming out and, you know, see these young people talking about their experiences just to see if there were any people like me that young thinking these things. And part of it, helped me feel less alone but like Ethan said you know they were nine out of ten times negative experiences and it was scary and I remember sitting there with my uh like mouse over the export and just watching these videos and thinking well what if this happens to me I knew my parents would be supportive but for me I didn't want to come out for so long just because I hated the idea that I had to like I just didn't want to feel like it was something that was a piece of information about me that I had to tell people. So yeah. I think that's like another reason why it's important to talk about coming out though because like there are so many negative experiences out there it's good to share like more positive ones and like I had a fairly positive coming out experience so it's good to share that you know it's not always awful and yeah it's good to prepare for worst case scenarios but yeah. So, um, moving on from that, a little content warning if you, like me, don't like listening to coming out experiences. This is is what this whole episode is going to be. Yeah, so we're going to move on to telling our stories, just because it's important for people to share stories and experiences, especially for those young queers coming up in life. So... Both of us had the same experience the first time we came out was as lesbians. <laughs> like, but we were all baby queers and we thought, oh, this is easier than transitioning, I'll just be a lesbian. Turns out it doesn't work like that. Yeah. So, um, do you want to tell yours first or me? It's um, you. Well, I, I don't really remember a whole lot of coming out as a lesbian in... Uh, I came out as a lesbian... When I first started college, I came out to uh, my best friend at the time and she was essentially like, oh, yeah, no problem. She was pretty great about it. Um, I came out to her through text. I sent her this really long text, but I think she clearly knew that I wasn't straight beforehand. She, I remember she once asked me if um, lesbians were attracted to their own boobs. Because she's she was a cis hat girl, but um, can we put that question out there to our audience? <laughs> are lesbians attracted to their own boobs? I I know some lesbians, and I'm pretty sure that they're not. <laughs> um, but yeah, I came out as a lesbian to my best friend and only friend at the time, and uh, I remember I was downstairs in the living room. I was talking to my mum, and she kept asking me about my sexuality, and I just wasn't in a place where I really wanted to talk about it then. And she said to me, so what are you into? And I just said to her, I'm a potato. And she said, no dead name. Seriously, are you gay? And I said, I think so. And yeah, and I didn't actually come out to my dad. He sent me a text later that night because he wasn't in the same place as me saying, I see you've seen the light. And I replied with, what are you talking about? He went, well, you've come out of the closet. So I had like a pretty good experience as coming out to it as a lesbian, but um yeah. Um so when I came out as a quote unquote lesbian, 
<laughs> I came out at school to my friends when I was about 14, 15, so almost a decade ago. Ew. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> and uh, I basically, I came out as bi, actually, to my friends. So I was on the bus to my, uh, with my friend. We were going to see the Titanic, um, Titanic in 3D at the cinemas. And she kept saying how excited she was to see Leonardo DiCaprio in 3D. And I just turned around and said, I can't wait to see Kate Winslet's boobs in 3D. <laughs> That's one way to do it. <laughs> and she, I knew beforehand when we were going that I wanted to come out that day to her. And she just kind of looked at me and went, see you girls. And I was like, yeah, I think it might be into guys as well. And that was it. And then in science, like a couple of weeks later, everyone was talking about crushes and stuff. And I came out, just I just mentioned that I liked girls, and that's how that happened. And never had really a bad reaction. My friend, one of my friends um, asked me out who was a guy, and I told him I liked girls, and he spent the entire day trying to guess what girl I had a crush on. He did not get the right answer once. <laughs> and, and then how I came out to my parents, I kind of didn't. I was 17, I had a girlfriend, my girlfriend wrote me a love letter, it was that kind of cringy relationship, Bless. and I left it on my bedroom floor, my mum found it, my mum was like, so I saw this, and I was like, mm-hmm, and she was like, so you and that person are dating, and I was like, yep, my parents were like, you know we've known since you were like 12, and I'm like, yeah, you did constantly ask me if I was gay, yeah. but I just didn't want to tell them yet, I was not ready. My parents constantly were asking me if I was gay as a teenager and like I kind of hated it because it felt like I was being smoked out of the closet instead yeah. of like being allowed to come to this conclusion at my own time and I think a lot of parents will think oh it's easier if I just ask but you know it's better to just let people come to you and tell you when they're ready to tell you because it's uh, like I obviously like we obviously hadn't figured it out completely at that point and you know it wasn't the right time, and, and like, like my parents fought for a long time that I was gay. I think it's because when I was little, my uh, I said to my mum, "What's a lesbian?" <laughs> and she told me to ask my dad, and he told me, and I just went, "Oh, I might try that when I'm older." See, <laughs> <laughs> so for me, it was like a little bit of a shame thing I had about it, and I was not ready to talk about it. But my parents constantly well, my mum constantly nagged me, being like, so are you gay? Do you like girls? It's okay if you do. It's like, I know it's okay if I do, but internally, there's still some shame that I did not go to a school where it was okay to be. There was constantly homophobic bullying and yeah. people being beaten up, and it was like, it was shitty time to be queer. Yeah, I wasn't in school, and I knew that it, like, I knew that I was queer, and I knew that my parents wouldn't have a problem if I was queer, and, like, I... Um, surrounded myself with people who were okay with being queer, internet friends and stuff like that, because I didn't have many friends. I was quite ill, and I was, I get like I just started college and was getting out of that place. But when I came out, but I I just hadn't figured it out. I didn't know what I was like. I thought I liked guys. I f knew I liked girls. I definitely knew I liked girls, and that was the only thing I did knew know and. Like, I knew I wanted to be masculine, so it was like, hmm, I'm probably a butch lesbian. That'll be easier than any, like, other things that I was, like, repressing at the time. But, again, it's just, it's good to, like, let people come to you when they're ready, even if you are suspecting, oh, I'm pretty sure this person's queer, because it's not fun to be smoked out of the closet. 
Yeah, I never labelled myself lesbian when I was younger either. I was just said I liked girls mm. because I knew I was trans and I didn't. It was just the whole thing of like trying to hide who I actually was and it was complicated and I we'll was get just onto repressing that. it. <laughs> we'll get onto my really extended long coming out story of me coming out as trans, but first, do you want to tell yours? I came out as trans. Well, Essentially, I'd had suspicions for a long time. I thought I was trans, but anything I'd ever seen in the media was, oh, if you're trans, your life's hell. If you're trans, you're constantly miserable. You hate every part of your body. And that wasn't exactly my experience. But my opinion of it was, if I come out and I do this, I'm going to be miserable forever. And then I met somebody who was trans. And they were just living their lives and they were just being happy and... I just kind of, I don't know, like, I knew, but at that moment I felt like it really clicked for me. And I went to my partner at the time, and I spoke to them, and they were, uh, I wasn't... How old were you during all this? I was about 17 when this happened. I went to my partner at the time, and I said to them, hey, I'm having these feelings, and they kind of, like, didn't do the best thing. They really pushed me with it, and I was still trying to explore it. Uh, they really pushed me with it, and um, we had a few friends at the time, because this was around the time I joined an LGBT group, and they outed me to those friends, which wasn't a great experience, but it all turned out okay, obviously. Um, and I wanted to come out after my 18th birthday, because my parents had planned this big party for me, and I was um, kind of pushed into wearing a dress, and... I waited until then, after my 18th birthday party, it was February, and I'd just gotten referred to the gender clinic, and I told my mum on the way to Asda, because I was having surgery the next morning, we were going to pick up some soup because it was the only thing I was allowed to eat. We were on the way to Asda, and I said to her, I was referred to the gender clinic this morning, and she said, do you think you're a boy? I said yes, and then I immediately burst into tears, and she turned around to me and she said, you think I didn't know that? <laughs> so that was how I came out to my mum, and she handled telling other people in my family because that's how I wanted it to go. That's how my, I did And it wasn't... There were some issues afterwards where um, there was a lot of questioning and a lot of, are you sure this is what you want? And it was quite frustrating for a while, getting people to use my own name, some pro my real name and pronouns and stuff. But essentially, it didn't go too badly for me. The only... I didn't lose any friends or family. I'm quite lucky in that sense. I still have issues where people in my family don't want to use the right name and pronouns, but, you know, it's a process and... It, for me, I feel like it was a pretty decent experience. I've heard people who've had way worse experiences. I'm lucky enough to have a good family who are supportive. That's great. Is how did school people and stuff react? So I it was like quite difficult. I was in college at the time when I came out, and I went to speak to administration and. Uh, I had a tutor at the time who I thought, okay, I'll go to her, she handles, like, all of these different things. So I told her, she had a little bit of a freak out. 
she didn't exactly know how to handle it. She There were other queer people and trans people in the college, but they'd come in being that way. She did not know how to handle it. And so she made this meeting and she wanted me to stand up in front of everybody in my college classes and tell them. I had a very similar experience when I came out of college where I had a meeting with the guidance team and they were like, right, so what we're going to do is after Christmas you're going to come back and we're going to have a, someone come up and you're going to stand up in front of everyone and answer questions. And I just looked at them and I was like, no, we're not going to do that. a school or education <laughs> professional and think that is a good way to handle it, no, it isn't. It is absolutely terrifying to think about standing up. So, like, essentially, I didn't want to do that. It f- I thought... You know, I had four different classes with groups of people and I basically said, no, I'm not going to do that. And I went to the teachers myself and I spoke to them and I said, this is how I want to handle it. I had one fantastic teacher called Caroline, who was my English teacher. And uh, I went to her, I told her she was like, okay, yeah, no, that's fine. That's great. And I remember she I said to them just start using my name and pronouns if people question it just say this is what's going on and so she did that and somebody said uh, and she was like okay yeah this is Adam he's transgender he's transitioning he's called Adam we use he him pronouns now that's that and the one bad reaction I had was one guy in that class who looked at me and went oh, I'm not having that. And I'd never spoken to this guy before. I was like, I am so sorry. I didn't realise my transition had such a profound effect on your life, guy, I've never met before. And, like, she was just like, if you're going to be like that, you can leave. And he just shut up and nothing nothing happened since then. And so, yeah, just random guy turned around and went, I'm not having that. I never met him before in my life. <laughs> I love how um, being trans has such an effect on people who you don't know. (laughs) It was like a decent experience. I had some issues with, like, obviously this teacher who wanted me to make an announcement in front of everyone. It's just... Maybe some people want to do that, but, you know, ask the trans person, ask the person who's coming out how they want to handle it and how they'd feel comfortable handling it in front of all of these people. Because, you know, they're already going through something which can be very terrifying and make you extremely vulnerable. Do not put them in a position where they're going to be even more vulnerable. So... So that's all I've got to say about coming out of college. Ethan, what was your experiences coming out of trans like? So, I came out as trans many times, in and out of the closet. I had a lot of issues with not wanting to be trans at all. So, I'd, like, have moments where I was like, I'm trans and it's going to be okay. Then, like, a day later, I'd be like, let's not talk about that again. And so, it was a long process for me. And the first time I was about 15, I bought a binder, like, the year before. And I wore it, like, sometimes to school. But only on days we didn't have PE because that'd be weird. Not that it is, but to me it was. <laughs> um, so, I was about 15, I was in the back of the maths classroom. The first time I ever told anyone I was trans was to my friend who I sat with in maths. And she was just kind of like, yeah, okay. Before I came out to my friend at the back of the maths room, I made a video to myself on computer, telling myself I was trans and it was all going to be okay. I made it on the family computer. <laughs> So that'll come into play later on in this oh. whole story. Yeah, I haven't really told many people this. It's yeah, really I've never heard this part of the story. And so 
a couple of months later, I tried to go out to my mum. I was in tears. Me and my mum had a terrible relationship at the time. And she just yelled at me. It was before school. And then I just walked to school. And I had science first thing. Don't ask me why I remember all the classes that this happened in. And I was sat with my two friends, like, pretty much in tears. And I told them then, because I told them everything that had gone on. And my friend got kicked out of that class later for calling a teacher a, a homophobic slur. By accident. It was completely by accident. Because <laughs> he, he interrupted us having this emotional talk and she just reacted. <laughs> Still shouldn't react using homophobic slurs, but I'll go past that for now, Les. <laughs> that happened and I came out to quite a few friends when I was in year 11. And then we ended up doing a show called Style Express. We were play, I was playing a character that's typically played by a guy. I was super excited. My two friends who were also playing like the same characters um, were like, oh, we'll make sure that we get to act as guys to make me more comfortable. My teachers thought otherwise and we had to wear skirts and t- I had to pretend to be a girl. That was fun. And then when I went to sixth form, I was going to be out as trans at sixth form. And then I chickened out. So... I continued pretending to be female through sixth form. I got a girlfriend that I mentioned earlier and she knew from the staff our relationship that I was trans. And then moving on to when I was 18. <laughs> so, like I said, it's a long story. It took many years for me to come out. Oh, by the way, between me making that video when I was about 15 to me being 18, my mum would ask me, so do you think you're a guy? And I'd be like, no, why would you have that idea? I found out later that she saw that video. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> and so when I was about 18, I went to college. And about October time in college, I decided to come out. I sent my tutors an email. And the next day, and I wanted to transition. And I made point... And, I got referred to a GIC, and when I went to school after sending this email, school, college, um, my tutors pulled me into the side room, and they were like, we got your email, we just want to talk about it, and ask you what you want, and I was like, yeah, well, just start calling me, I, I want to be called, go by Ethan, and use he, him pronouns, and they were super chill about it, but all they said was, right, that's awesome, we want to make you feel as comfortable as possible with dealt with this sort of thing before. I love how it's always, we've dealt with this sort of thing before. We've Uh, dealt with you transes (laughs) before, it's a mess. And they were like, all we want to do is just um, talk to Guidance first. So, like, a couple days later, I had a meeting with Guidance, and that's when I had the experience that you had of them going, right, so we're going to wait till after Christmas, so it's less of a sudden transition. And... You're going to stand up in front of classroom. And I was just staring at my tutors being like, no, we're not doing this. And my tutors completely agreed that that was out of question. We were not doing that. And because I was so mad about this having to wait till Christmas, I created a new Facebook account under my name, Ethan, and added everyone from my course on, from college well, onto it. The thing it. is, you shouldn't have to, you know wait until they're ready for you to come out as well you know you shouldn't have to wait until after christmas because it's easier on them you know yeah this is your journey you do it the way you want to do it yeah and the first person who came up to me about it on my course was my friend who um he hadn't seen my facebook but i had his girlfriend on facebook and she told him and it was pretty chill and he was fine with it and he had a trans feminine friend anyway so he knew sort of about that sort of thing and did not care at all and a couple of weeks later when everyone had seen on facebook the only thing that ever 
my tutors just said, called me, Ethan, they asked what to do if someone questions it, and I said, just point them to me and I'll answer any questions. And the only thing that ever happened was one guy in my class just kind of came up to me and was like, so you want to be called Ethan? And I was like, yeah. And he just went, okay, that's cool. And that's the only thing. They all just treated me like one of the guys, and it was pretty awesome. And then my mum found... I officially came out to my mum when... I got a letter from the GIC saying my, they got my referral and it said to Ethan and my parents had opened it being like, there's not an Ethan in this house, what is this letter? And my mum came up to me and handed me the letter and was like, sir, I'm guessing this is for you. Uh, do you want to talk about it? And I was like, not really. And basically, later on I answered a few questions, but we never had a proper sit-down discussion about it. And I agreed that she could tell my extended family because mm. I did not want to deal with that. It is a hassle telling extended family. I remember my mum said to me that I could cut my hair, but only after I told my nan. And I already had short hair. <laughs> I I really wanted to cut my hair, and I knew that my nan would probably be the hardest, because when I, I, when I came out as a lesbian to my nan, she said to me, but I thought you wanted to get married. And stuff like that, you know, she really struggled with that. I mean, she still refers to my girlfriend, uh, the only girlfriend she knows I have, as my friend in London. Uh, she's, yeah, so extended family can be kind of more difficult, especially if they're older. She still struggles and she still won't call me the right name and pronouns my nan to this day, and it's been years. A question, how's since coming out and... After coming out, how did that change things for you, like, within your daily life? How did you feel? I want to say that people don't treat me differently, but they do. My dad uh, definitely treats me differently. He will expect me to do more physical work and stuff like that. It's just, like, little things. Uh, but it's not changed a whole lot. People do see me differently and change treat me a little bit differently how they would treat like anybody who they view as like more stereotypically mass because that's like how people really are I guess and we're not going to change that but it's not had a terrible impact on my life because I'm lucky enough to have decent family and friends who are around me and support me and I yeah what about positive impacts it's made me a hell of a lot happier I feel like I'm not constantly trying to hide aspects of myself I'm not constantly thinking oh well if I defend this or if I say this are people going to assume this because you know people have a habit of assuming if you defend LGBT people you must be LGBT yourself and I feel like I'm a lot more open and I'm a lot more able to express things about myself because I'm not when you spend so much time hiding aspects of yourself and you know trying to figure things out it consumes you and it eats you and it can turn you into a very quiet very defensive person and I think I was that for a long time and I used to be a really quiet kid and now when I'm comfortable and I'm open around people you know you feel no vouch for me I never fucking shut up yeah it's kind of a pain you love me <laughs> shut up for me, you love me <laughs> for me since coming out like as a teenager, I was such an angry, but quiet. I was a quiet, angry kid. And I was just not a nice person to be around. And I think it was because I kind of hated this aspect of myself. And coming out for me meant that I 
could start to feel less shame in who I am and happier with myself. And it just made me a better person. And the things I've got to do because of me being trans and me being queer, it's just been amazing. And I, I often think about what, whether I'd not change if I'm queer or not. And I don't think I would. I'd like to not be queer just because it makes life a lot easier but I wouldn't have done half the things I've done with my life and been half the places and stuff if I wasn't. Right so for you specifically you identify as bi and poly um, coming out as those. I came out as bi to I actually found it very difficult to come out as bi. Like, when I realised that I was bi, I had a lot of internal issues with my masculinity and a lot of things like that. I've struggled to come out as bi to certain people way more than I struggled to come out as uh, trans, just because I thought this is going to have a big impact on how people see me as a man. Um, And I remember being terrified. I came out to two of my closest friends and I made... Uh, got one of them I did it one at a time I decided I was going to do it on this day something inconvenient happened it's a whole long story and I wanted to do it to three specific people but at the time something was going on and so I got one of the people who I was closest to at that time we went downstairs and I told her and she was like okay cool I knew she wouldn't have a problem with it because she's a lesbian but yeah, it was still terrifying. It was still so terrifying for me to say those words because I'd never told anybody that. Biphobia exists as well within the queer yeah, community. Yeah, biphobia exists quite rampantly in the queer community. I knew for a fact she wasn't biphobic. I knew that she wouldn't have a problem, but I still struggled so much to say that. I still haven't actually told my mum that I'm bi because I'm worried about the impact it will have on her seeing me as a mum, but that's like our own issues. I know that she probably won't have a problem with it, but it's still there, you know, and it's more about how people will view me as a man than anything and I'm still dealing with that and struggling with coming out now, you know, because eventually I've had to come out three times. Well, four, because I told my mum that I'm... Uh, it is weird coming out as poly because it's not... It, it, there are issues as to whether it's, like, an integral part of yourself or something else. But I haven't... Ta- I, I struggled to tell my mum that I'm poly, and uh, I told her, and I think she had a bigger, a bigger problem with that than me being trans. I don't remember telling you, Anne Polly. I think I just told you what was going on around the time where it became a thing for me. You, you and had a broke up in quotation marks. We broke up for about a week. And you called me, and you're like, and then like a day later, you called me again, be like, okay, so I think we're gonna be up, and then you started dating someone else, and you started dating someone else. Me and her broke up, and uh, this is like a whole thing. Me and my girlfriend at the time broke up. And we were going to figure out essentially what we were going to do. I wasn't sure if it was something that would work for me, but I essentially started dating someone else and it was open, it was Polly, and uh, I was talking to Hannah, who has been featured very briefly in one of our podcasts before. I think she made one statement when we were recording. We do have an episode with her that will come out at some point. It's on my laptop, which is broken. Yeah, <laughs> we do have an episode with Hannah, and she's fantastic. 
people are gonna love her but um my girlfriend at the, yeah my girlfriend at the time and now she essentially turned around to me once when i made a joke how we weren't dating anymore and just like come on adam you both we, we both know that we're still dating but yeah i even i didn't have to come out to because i was basically telling him what was going on in my life because i consider him my best friend but i've never had to really come out so much as polly as to anybody but my family and it was difficult and they do struggle with it, I think, but they aren't awful about it. It is a whole process and you do essentially have to come out as Polly as well, yeah. Back to coming out as bi, do you want to tell them about coming out to me as bi? Oh, coming out to Ethan as bi, right. Ethan has a terrible habit. Ethan, what is that habit? I have a terrible habit of telling people they're queer before they're ready to realise that they are queer in whatever way. <laughs> and why is that bad, Ethan? <laughs> it's bad to help people to themselves before they're ready to know because I'd have hated someone doing it to me and it's just, it's something that you need to work out personally and within yourself and it's just a terrible habit I have and I am working on it and it's problematic and bad. At least you're willing to admit that you're problematic. A lot of people don't do that. But now, uh, Ethan, for when I first met him, he kept telling me, you're not straight. There's no way you're straight. You're not straight. And um, I remember specifically thinking, I'm going to tell Ethan, we weren't super close at the time, but I told you we, were, we hadn't like really started hanging out like on and on. But I remember specifically thinking, I want to tell Ethan because he's been telling me this for years. So I sent him a message saying, you're right. I thought you did it in person. No, I think I called you actually. No, you sent me a message saying I'm right and I was like, about what? And you said, I'm bi. And then when we met up for GI... Yeah, I sent him a message and he was just like, okay, cool. And then when I met up with him in person, I told him that I was really disappointed that he didn't react more because I was so sure he was going to be like, oh, I told you so, I told you so. And you just turned around to me and went, well, it's a process, you know, I'm not going to make you feel dumb for like not. And you're like, (laughs) but I was so disappointed because I was so ready for Ethan to be like, haha, I told you so, I told you so. But no, he was pretty great about it. I mean, I would have liked that just personally, but I know a lot of people wouldn't have liked that, so it was a good way that you did react. Which is a really good segue to our next part of the conversation of what to do if someone comes out to you. (laughs) Don't make it a big deal. Don't turn around and be like, haha, I told you so, even if it's what I wanted Ethan to do with me. But don't make it a big deal. Don't act like it's, you know, this huge thing be supportive obviously and say you know thanks for telling me i'm here for you you know um i accept you for who you are and stuff but don't make it a huge deal because you know it shouldn't be a huge deal also if someone does come out to you and you're someone who is uncomfortable with it don't sure the fact you're uncomfortable work on yourself yeah and um, clearly you have some issues that you need to work out as to why it would make you uncomfortable that your friend or family member is queer you know but don't show that you're uncomfortable with it because that's like one of the i'm just don't make it a big deal don't act like it's awful don't show them that you're uncomfortable with it because they've come to you and they've told you something that is probably has been on their mind and they have been dealing with for a long time and you know they're probably terrified as to how you react if you're the sort of person who would be uncomfortable with it don't show that you're uncomfortable with it go away work on your own issues that being said also if you are uncomfortable with it maybe 
depending on the person, it might be okay to say, hey, I'm uncomfortable with this, but I'm going to work on that because that's your problem, not theirs. Yeah. Um, what advice would you give to somebody who is thinking about coming out? I'd say if you, like I was, and kind of have a little bit of shame about it, um, about the fact you're queer, um, practice... Practice in a mirror, make a video like I did. Do not make that video on a family computer. <laughs> <laughs> and I used to practice with my teddy Flopsy. I used to, t- uh, when I started realising that I liked girls, I told Flopsy. Flopsy never had an issue with it. <laughs> I told Flopsy whenever it said to realise I was trans and all that. <sighs> it is good to practice trying and figure out what words you want to use and what words would be good for each situation with the person you're coming out to. But also, wait until you are ready. Don't feel like you have to come out because of whatever reasons. You wait until you're ready and you do it in your own time and you make sure you're comfortable. Don't feel the need to tell everybody all at once. And, you know, if you, it's good that the first person that you come out to has a good reaction, so try and make it with somebody you know isn't going to have a problem with it. If you think that you're coming out in a certain place or someone is unsafe, do not come out. Yeah. Like, put your safety first. It might be difficult, but you need to be safe. It is difficult to keep it in, but if you're in a situation where you're possibly going to be kicked out, it is better for you to be safe before, you know, you're expressing that sort of thing. Your safety should always come first. And as hard as it is to be closeted, as hard as it is to live that way, it's a lot harder to live on the streets. Yeah, that's a bit sad. Let's think of There are organisations out there that can help people who are in that situation. There are organisations out there that help people who want to come out. Make sure that you have those resources available before you do. If you really can't, you know, make sure you do have somewhere safe to go and you have a backup plan. Uh, organisations like the Trevor Project, the Albert Kennedy Trust and uh, other LGB charities are out there. You can talk to people and, you know, even if you want to contact us and ask for us for advice, you can contact us through Twitter and Facebook. We are happy to talk to people. Yeah. And also, if someone comes out to you and has a negative reaction, no matter who that person is, it's okay to cut them out. Yeah, don't feel afraid to cut people out of your life if they're not going to be there and they're not ready to accept you and they're not willing to make the effort to like, do that sort of things. They're not worth it. Yeah, but that also being said, people sometimes, especially if you're coming out as trans, they take a while to come round to it. Yeah. I'm not going to say people always come round to it, but usually if that person loves you and cares about you... People do, do come round to the idea people, you know, and if you have an awful like, coming out experience and you feel that there is hope out there and, you know, you have a family within the LGBT community, you, you have people out there who do love you and will support you unconditionally and you're not alone. And also you're never the only queer in the village. Oh, definitely not. I thought I was the only queer in the village de- before I start- I went to college and met the other queers <laughs> and was able to join the village of queers. Like, no matter how small where you're from, it is 
there's going to be other queer people. It's difficult to find them, yes, but you It's especially to... difficult to find them when you are in the closet because, you know, nine out of ten times you're not going to want to go out there and put yourself out there as to different queer spaces because obviously that would put you at risk of being outed. But you are not alone. There are other queer people around you and you will find those communities and those spaces and you will feel safe. And there's a hell of a lot of time when you're a teenager and when I was a teenager feeling alone and feeling like I was the only one out there and I'm sure I even felt the same way but you yeah. you you will find your people I mean I found Ethan you by were... chance like we, our meeting was very much by chance oh yeah and you and April were really my first trans friends and yeah. now I don't have cis friends I think we... you were probably my third trans friend wow <laughs> uh, so coming out ideas Let's... ideas to come out if you want to do it in a creative way there are lots of different ways to come out me and Ethan were very boring we just said it <laughs> yeah well i never said it to my parents they just found letters <laughs> you you essentially came out through a series of letters accidentally <laughs> yeah that were not written towards my parents at all um but coming out ideas fun ones bake a cake and write that you're queer on it that's quite a common one now though yeah i can't think of any real quick if you're not sure how we're gonna react to like family but you think they're gonna be okay but just leave little clues about and then <laughs> wear a t-shirt that says nobody knows i'm gay or something like that <laughs> just if you can have fun with it because it's not a big deal really yeah, like, i'm gonna wait until i find a boyfriend I'm going to find a boy that's gay and I'm going to buy myself a t-shirt that says I'm not gay but my boyfriend is and I'm going to wear that around my parents I'm going to come out that way I've decided I feel like if I did that with my parents my parents my dad's especially he's oblivious he would not notice I feel like my mum would notice I feel like my mum would definitely notice but yeah that that's if I ever get a boyfriend boys don't like me but if I ever get a boyfriend that's what I'm going to do <laughs> Boys like you as friends. <laughs> You're the only boyfriend f- I have. <laughs> <laughs> There's a space there, people. <laughs> Looking for a boyfriend. Applications welcome. I just want a boy to have a crush on me. <laughs> right, so, on that note... <laughs> <laughs> okay, thanks for listening, folks. You know, it's kind of trailed up a bit at the end there. Yeah. If you have some good uh, creative coming out ideas, feel free to, like, you know, messages on Twitter... Like, use the hashtag this podcast is queer and we'll see it. Please reach out to us. And yeah, we told you to start where you can find us. So that's it, I guess. See you later, folks. Thanks for listening. Bye. What if I said something to you like, hey, Ethan, genocide's pretty good, isn't it? And you just went, oh, yeah, genocide's great. Well, obviously, you wouldn't say that. You'd be like, oh, yeah, because you just can't hear me. I'd like to specify that I don't think genocide is good because I'm being recorded right now. But, you know, that's going to lead to a lot of problems for you.